Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. Reading in verse number 42, Acts chapter 2, verse 42. The Bible says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common, sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Amen. I want to talk to you just for the next little bit from this title, To Be Continued. To Be Continued. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated today. Amen. There's a, um, there's a phrase in the Bible uh, that goes something like this. Grow in grace grow in grace. And I think that I think that you would be hard pressed to find a better three-word caption for the Christian life. Amen. And and that 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 three-word caption it stems from a single text at the end of Peter's second letter. The apostle Peter said, "Take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So growing in, in grace, it, it has a context, and it's, it's not neutral. We, us, we are not given the option either to grow or stay the same, but to grow or be carried away. Grow or lose your stability. Grow in Christ or lose Christ altogether. And so the the aggressive sway of this sin-sick world that we're a part of and the power of the Spirit within us, it affords Christians, hear me, no place for standing still. No place. We're either growing or we are shriveling away. We're either being carried forward by grace or we are carried away from the truth. That's really the true scenario. True stability in the Christian life, it comes not from planting two feet and holding fast, but from putting one foot in front of the other and moving forward and moving on and one grace-empowered step after the other. A stable Christian is a growing Christian. A stable Christian is a growing Christian. Do you remember what it was that you wanted to be whenever you grew up? When you were a child, they asked you this question in kindergarten or first grade, what do you want to be when you grow up? What, what, what was the answer? A lot of the popular answers, the, a lot of popular choices, I'm sure a lot of us had very similar answers because our worldview at that time you know, is very small. Nobody's like, I want to be an accountant, you know, something like that. What is it? Policeman, fireman, doctor, 
You know, those are the things. And I remember Easton going through those stages, you know, at a very young age and wanted to be a policeman. That was his heart's desire. And, and again, when you are a very young person, those are the things that stand out to you. Those are the cool things of society that you see. Uh, amen. And I, when I was little, I wanted to be a professional baseball player. That's what, that's what I wanted to be. That's what I thought I was going to be. And, and you know, at a young age, None of us think that becoming a professional at anything would be hard, right? We kind of see people do it. I'm like, that's cool. I'm just going to do what they do. The problem is, is we don't do what they did, right? There's a, there's a what? There's a process. It's all about the did, right? You got to get in that did mode so you can do. And, and I, I wanted to be a professional baseball player and, uh, you know, didn't think it was very hard, but something happens when we when we, we grow up, we realize that there was a process behind it all. Everything has a process. Both of, my, both of my boys, they enjoy baseball. And both decided that for summer uh, that they wanted to play baseball. But that's not where they started out, right? We didn't take them down to summer league and we'd say, hey, what are the options for the summer ball here? I mean, is it fast pitch? Like, can we just throw them straight in to where they're stealing bases? You know, what do we do? No, right? You start out with hitting a ball off of a tee, right? There, there was no options like, you know what, I really just want to throw my kid where they're doing signs and all that stuff and stealing bases. I, I, I think that, no, you start out hitting a ball off of a tee and then running the bases, sort of. They call it running the bases. They're really just running wherever their heart's desire is. That's what's really happening, right? They didn't go straight into fast pitch men's league. No, they started out hitting the ball off of a tee. And then once they develop that, they move on to the next where they, they are in coach pitch. This is where the coach pitches the ball, if you hadn't figured that out yet. Coach pitch, and he would toss it underhand. Some of them are real aggressive and toss it overhand at, their, at, their, at the team. But then you move on up to the next level, baseball. And each level, the competition just gets better and better and better, and your skills get better and better. You start to develop. It's a what? It's a process. We grow up. We keep getting older. Soon I move from, uh, from where the, you know, from coach pitch to where the players pitch. And we had to pitch to the other team. And uh, we just keep growing. And now all of a sudden we can steal second base and third base if we want to. And pitchers, they, they, their fastballs keep getting faster. And, yes, it is possible to get hit. I remember Eason getting hit with the baseball his very first time. He was like, what was that? Like, he didn't realize that that happened, right? He, he, that wasn't at the lower level, right? Your coach didn't intentionally hit you. At least I, maybe they did, like that, that one kid, you know, that's really aggravating the coach or something like that. Like, oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I imagine that might happen. But up, uh, when you advance, it's possible now to get thrown out of a game. It's now possible to lose a game because when they start on T-ball, everybody's a winner. There's no, we're not keeping score. Now you advance and it's like you lose a game. You have to outscore the other team. What is it? We're, we're continuing. We're moving on. We're, we're getting older. Our skill levels, they keep growing, or they should be, they should be growing. I mean, can you, can you imagine a guy my size still out there playing coach pitch? Like, bring it in, coach. I'm, I'm fat with my cleats and stuff like that. Like, bring it in. Pitch me a good one. Obviously, I sit here today, I did not become a professional baseball player. <laughs> I still love baseball. I still love to 
Uh, I enjoy keeping up with what's happening, but God had different plans for me. But thinking about this whole process thing, it's a process. I was thinking about how as a kid we had these, these goals, right? We had these dreams. We had these uh, a- a- ambitions. And as a kid, we think that the only thing that's not allowing us to become that to become that cop, that fireman, or the doctor, or that professional baseball player, is we think that we just have to wait until we grow up. That we just need to grow a little more because we can become that. And while that has some truth to it, just because we get older doesn't mean that it's just handed to you. It doesn't mean that the job, the title, or whatever it be, is just handed to you because you're older now. You're an older person now, so we'll just, no, you have to do what? You have to keep growing. You have to keep maturing. Growth is so key to the area in our life, whether that be our profession, relationships, as as parents, as Christians. Growth is vital. Growth is important. Growth, it refers to a, a positive change in size and or maturation often over a period of time. Thank God for the period of time. Nobody's expecting it overnight, right? So it's over a period of time. Growth can occur as a stage of maturation or a process toward fulfillment uh, or fullness. And so in the think about the human development. It's a lifelong process of physical, uh, behavioral, cognitive, and emotional and emotional growth and change. You know, in the early stages of life, uh, from babyhood to childhood, childhood to adolescence, and adolescence to adulthood, there are some enormous changes, right, that take place. Throughout that process, each person, and this is all of us, we develop uh, attitudes, we, we develop values and, and, uh, that, that, that guide choices, that guide relationships, that that guide our understanding. And so just as important it is for us to mature and grow physically, because it is important that we keep growing, it's important that we keep maturing, keep growing in our relationships and in our jobs and as parents. Growth should not stop, though, once you get to that level, once you have that job. Growth shouldn't stop once you have that title. It should not stop once you become a parent. Amen? But we should seek to be the best that we can in whatever road life takes us. But just as important for us to grow in those areas, I believe that it is even of greater importance for us to grow as a Christian. I believe it's more important for us to continue as a follower of Christ. Because just because you've got the Holy Ghost and you've been baptized in his name, that doesn't give us the right to lay down our cross. It doesn't give us the right to to just live however we want to live and act however we want to act. That doesn't give us the right to pull out the lazy boy and just ease into a spiritual retirement and say, I've put my time in. I've sacrificed. I've already done. It's somebody else's turn. No, 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 no. We keep growing as in Christ. Your walk is meant to be continued. It's not time to give up. Come on, somebody. It's not time to pull out the spiritual lazy boy and say, I've done my job. It's not time to quit. It's time to move forward. 
It's time to continue the process. There is room for growth in your life. Amen. That's something to get excited about. I mean, is there anyone here that believes that they've just reached the top? <laughs> I mean, congratulations, right? I don't, I don't think there's anybody here like that would be honest or would honestly say, yeah, I don't think there's any room for growth. I've achieved it all. I'm at the pinnacle. I'm at the pinnacle of all that life has and is right here on earth. I don't think that's the case. I think that I'm amongst a group of people that say there's room for growth, Bryce. There's room for more. I want to be a better follower than I was yesterday. I want to know more about God today than I did yesterday. I want to fall more in love with him today than I did yesterday. There is room for me to grow. Please hear me this morning. There will be times in life when Satan will present us with an off-ramp. There will be times in life when the enemy of your soul wheels out the recliner and says, here, take a seat. You've made it. You've arrived. You have achieved. But hear me. There is no finish line until we stand before the King of Kings. There is no finish line until we walk through those pearly gates and stand on streets of gold. But until that day comes, Until the trumpet sounds, we continue. We move forward. We press on. We grow in grace. We've got to keep walking. We've got to keep moving. Has anyone ever fallen out of bed before? Right? I mean, that's one of the wildest feelings ever, right? I mean, having the best dream of your life, Uh, and it's happened to me on more than one occasion. I mean, it can happen for a number of different reasons. You're having this intense dream. Somebody's chasing you. You did, you stole something or let's not be sinful, Bryce. You're just, you're, you're like in a race or something like somebody's after you and, and, and there, I mean, it's intense. I mean, you're running, you're running from somebody. You've got to make a sharp right turn. Or I've had dreams where I was in a vehicle and it just goes off the cliff and I'm just there floating. Like I can, and everything's in slow motion, right? And then all of a sudden you fall out of bed, dream over, arm broken, right? A thousand dollars just because of a drink. I, I mean, I, I heard a story one time about a little boy this happened to. He, he fell out of bed and, and hurt himself. His mom rushed in and she's like, what happened to you? Like, what, 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 what happened? And he answered, he's like, I don't really know. He said, I, I think I just stayed too close to where I got in. I stayed too close to where I got in. How easy it is for us to do that in our faith. It's tempting to just say or to just stay where we got in and and never move forward. How tempting it is for us to get that Bible study that somebody shared with us, to, to get baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost and then find our place in the pews and just stay there. But hear me this morning. Growth should be the goal of every Christian. Maturity, my friend, is mandatory. We can't stay the same. We can't just remain until he comes. I've got to grow. We've got to grow. We've got to move forward. I mean, if you had a child and that child ceased to develop, parents would be what? You'd be concerned. Doctors would be called. 
tests would be run. I got to take my baby to a doctor. Something's wrong with them. They've stopped growing. They've stopped developing. Something is wrong. And when a Christian stops growing, I'm here to tell you this morning that help is needed. Help is needed. If you're the same Christian that you were six months ago, be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Because living for Jesus is an adventure. And it's the best adventure you could ever choose to take. But guess what? It's a daily adventure. It's a daily walk. The Bible says this, that the steps of a righteous man are what? Ordered. They're ordered of the Lord. Steps. Steps. I thought I got to just park the car. Matt, I remember you preaching a message years ago in Pennyville, no parking zone. I remember it was like, it was just, you might not even remember it. It's good to have Brother Matt live with us this morning. I didn't mean to like call him out this morning, but no, that's all right. I remember preaching a message, no parking zone. It's not time to park the car. But how easy it is for us to just take that off-ramp that the enemy allows us, presents us. Trust me, he'll present it to you. He'll give it to you, I promise you. He'll give you opportunity after opportunity to just sit there and be the same Christian that you were. And a lot of us, if we're being honest, we would be like, man, that's me. There's been no movement. I've been stationary. I've been still. But hear me, there is no neutral ground in this. You're either moving forward or you're moving away from the truth. And you're moving away from God. It may not feel like it. It may be, it's something that it doesn't just happen overnight. I don't think that anybody just backslides overnight. I don't think that happens, but slowly, little by little, it's a process to move forward and it's a process to move away. We've got to keep growing. Bible says, our text this morning, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Let me encourage you today. Keep taking steps. Keep moving forward forward. Keep pressing. Amen. Keep walking. Keep learning. Allow that spirit that dwells on the inside of you to lead you into all truth. Allow the spirit of God to direct your path. You know, sometimes that we, we think that living or that receiving the Holy Ghost, sometimes we think that's the ultimate goal. Sometimes we view that The gift of the Holy Ghost, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost is the ultimate goal, that once we get it, that's it. We have made it, my friend. We have finished. We have reached the top. We have reached the other side. We have crossed the finish line. I try to point to your attention. Do you you realize that all the letters that were written to the church after the book of Acts were written to people who had already received the gift of the Holy Ghost? They were written to people that already had an upper room experience. If the Holy Ghost was the finish line, why would the writers waste their time? Why would they? You know why? Because there is so much more beyond that initial receiving. Of the, come on, turn to somebody and say there's more. There's more for you. Now, don't get me wrong this morning. Don't be like, eh, pastor's out of town. He's preaching that you don't have the Holy Ghost. No, 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 no. The Holy Ghost is essential, my friend. 
It is important and it is necessary. You must be born again of the water and the spirit, as Jesus told Nicodemus. The Holy Ghost is not an option. I'm not preaching it as an option. It is not an option. It's not an extra. It's not a, well, maybe if you want to, if you want to experience. It's not an accessory. It's not like a pair of sunglasses that you can choose to have or not have. The Bible says that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. And Romans tells us plainly that if if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. So the Holy Ghost isn't an option. You must be born again. But church, that is not the finish line. That is not the ultimate goal. Don't misunderstand me. It's important. It's essential. But there is so much more beyond that. The Holy Ghost is not the finish line. It's the doorway that you walk through to everything else that God has for you. And yes, we are all to go through that doorway, that that receiving, but it doesn't stop. We got to be continued. We got to keep progressing. We got to keep moving forward. I mean, years ago, man, have I not fully adjusted to being at the age where I say that years ago. It's amazing that I'm at an age where I can say years ago. Years ago, I had a part-time job as a sales associate at, at Lowe's. And uh, work 20 hours a week. Of course, they spread that 20 hours over four to five days. Had an hour drive. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I loved working there, man. They, I mean, the people were great. The job was fun. It was cool. Discount on, on uh, home goods. And back then, prices were good. Now it's like uh, 10% off that. Well, whoop-de-doo. But, um, but I worked there, and I loved working there, and opportunities began to present themselves for me to go full-time. I was 18 or 19 at the time, and the job came open for a Monday through Friday. And that what everybody's after? Monday through Friday, man, 8 to 5. And I was so excited about this promotion. I was just pumped. So not only was I going to be full-time, but I was able to take on all those hours and still be able to go to church. We know God makes a way when your heart desires to be in the house of the Lord. God will make a way. So I was excited. My job consisted... Uh, in that Monday through Friday, I was assisting the commercial sales team, uh, which is now the pro service team for you Lowe's out there. But I would assist this commercial sales team, and, and they were called specialists. Now, whatever they needed, I mean, I was there. They were the ones who would go, and you would take your blueprints in your house. They would do estimates for people. They'd be like, hey, this is the list that you need. This is what, this is what you need to build that house. So contractors, property managers, homeowners, et cetera. And they would look at they would look at their home and their new home and figure out all that material. Then I would be the one to go and pull that material. I would be the one to do all the heavy lifting and load it all on the carts and take it out to your trailer. All right. So not the greatest thing in the world, but that was my job. But I I, I had a desire for more. I wanted to be more. I wanted to progress. I didn't want to just say, man, I've made it to the top. I'm the loader. You know, I'm the loader. That's their heart's desire, right? As a kid, what do you want me to grow up? I want to load lumber, man. That's what I want to do. I want to load lumber. No, I desired more. I desired more. I wanted more. I wanted more responsibility. I wanted to figure up houses for people. I wanted to be a salesman. I wanted to make more money, praise God. And so I just started learning. 
I started learning. Every moment I realized was an opportunity for me to gain more knowledge. I would hover over people's shoulders and, and, and pull them aside and, and have them show me something. Hey, how do you do this? And how do you figure this up? And what, what's the formula to use to figure out how many shingles a person needs for the house? What's the, what's the math? And so when a customer would come to the counter, I didn't say, oh, let me get you a specialist, sir. No, I said, how you doing? You know, I just lean up there like those guys in the lorry are like, how you doing? Like, I, get, I pretended like I'm the guy. Like, I'm the guy. I'm going to help you. Now, when I started getting electrical stuff, I wasn't about to burn somebody's house down. So I was like, you need to go down to electrical. You need to talk to somebody else. But I pretended to be a specialist. And so, or at least I tried to until they asked the hard question. And I'm like, let me get you one of the other guys. Let me get you a, a, a real specialist. I didn't actually say that, but in my mind, I was like, I need somebody to get some help over here. But before long, I wasn't needing to get somebody else. Before long, I was the one that was helping. I was doing the job of a specialist. Didn't have the title, didn't have the pay, none of that stuff. But none of that mattered to me. And before I knew it, there I was, there in the store manager's office, interviewing for the job of a specialist. And I got it. Why? Because I was already doing the job. I was already doing the work. Can I just tell you this morning, you don't wait to become something before you start performing. You become something because you are already performing, because you are already taking steps, because you are already growing. You don't wait until you have your minister's license and start ministering to people. You don't wait until you're a youth pastor to have a burden for young people. You don't wait until you're a Sunday school teacher to have a burden for people, for young people. But those, it's those that are continuing to grow, those that are taking steps and moving forward, those that didn't stop in the doorway. They kept moving. They kept, they kept progressing and moving forward. It's the ones that have an attitude of, I'm not satisfied of where I'm at right now. I'm thankful for what God has done for me, but I realize that God has more for me. And I don't want to be the same person that I was last year or last week or even just yesterday. Nothing else is going to be able to satisfy like the will of God in your life. Nothing's going to be able to satisfy that thirst that you have, that, that itch that you have. Nothing can scratch it like the will of God being done in your life. And you having more of God. Amen. Moses. Moses had seen God do so many miraculous things. I'm going to ask for music to come. Moses had seen God do so many miraculous things. He heard the voice of the Lord come from a bush that was on fire but would not burn. Think about that. Think about that moment. He was there when the Red Sea parted and they walked through on dry ground. He's seen the water turn into blood, the changing of a walking staff into a snake, the turning of a hand to leprous and then back to a healthy hand. He struck the rock and watched as water began to flow from it. And yet we find, we find Moses in Exodus 33 begging God, please. Show me your glory. It's like, what? What? Show me. You've seen all these wonderful things. You have witnessed so many miracles, Moses, and, and so many powerful things that nobody else is going to get to see, but Moses had that attitude. 
You said, I'm not satisfied. I, I want more. And that's really the heart of this lesson. I pray that that be our attitude, Lord. We're not satisfied. Lord, we want, we want more of you. We, we desperately want to grow. We're not satisfied, God, with, with where we are. We're not going to settle for just the ordinary when you're the God of the extraordinary. Come on, I know we've seen God do some mighty things. I know we've been a part of some powerful services. I'm sure we've all seen God do some amazing things in our own personal lives if we opened up for testimony service. Testimony after testimony, be talking about the power of God in your life and what God had done, how God made a way, and how God provided. Some of you here this morning, you have been healed. You've been delivered. You've watched as God has turned a bad situation in your life into a testimony and a praise report. But it comes as a voice of warning. Don't let that give you the right to just settle in. You can't afford to sit back and say, well, God's already moved. God's, I've had my prayer answered. I've got my healing. That's enough, God. No. You got to keep growing. You got to continue. You got to move forward because God is still wanting to move in your life. God is still wanting to show his glory. He's just waiting on people to ask. Moses said, God, please show me your glory. When I, when I became a specialist at Lowe's, man, I felt like I was really something special. Specialist. I got a new name tag. I mean, when you work in retail, that name tags is where it's at. It's all about the name tag. I got a new name tag, had a different color. It no longer said sales associate, but it now read commercial sales specialist. Specialist. Man, I was, I'm special to this company. <laughs> but here's the thing I want to point out to you. After I got that job, after I officially had the title and the pay, I didn't stop learning. I didn't all of a sudden become a know-it-all because my title said specialist. I remember one contractor paid me a huge compliment one time to my boss. We were standing there, and I'm not... I. I'm not trying to be braggadocious or anything like that. I'm not trying to puff myself up. But he said, he said, I love working with Bryce because if Bryce doesn't know the answer, he'll find the answer out. He'll find out for me. I never, I never claimed, I never claimed to know it all. I never claimed to be the guy. I didn't stop growing after I got the job. In fact, there was so much more that was brought to my attention about the job that I didn't even have a clue about. What, what happened, I continued to grow. I continued to learn more. I still had to go through trainings. 
I still had to sit through some, some, some online classes. I mean, getting that position wasn't the stopping point for me. It wasn't the off-ramp to the lazy boy. It wasn't the finish line, but it was the beginning. Hear me today. Growth. Growth. Everybody say growth. Growth. Growth is your goal. I'm thankful for good church, but good church is not the goal. Growth is the goal. Growth is the goal, that we are moving forward, drawing closer to him every day, more than we were yesterday. That's our goal. Maturing in Christ is what we are trying to attain. If I had stopped, if I had stopped performing and growing after I was promoted, you know what would have happened? You know what happened? I would have been replaced. I've been replaced. I mean, don't worry. We're not firing any saints today. <laughs> Someone's like, man. <laughs> but we must do everything in our power to not let this become our story. Because as Christians, we can't just settle in and say, I've got all of God that I need. I'm satisfied. I've been baptized in his name. I got the Holy Ghost. We've got to understand we haven't reached the finish line yet. We're not there yet. We're not home yet. So what do we can do? What do the apostles do? What do they do in the book of Acts? They continued steadfastly. They continued steadfastly. They didn't have that initial outpouring and say, oh, that's great. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. We made it. We'll never see that again. That was fun. And just kind of look back on the good old days. No, no, no. I think the good old days are ahead of us. I said, I think the good old days are ahead of us still. Why do I say that? Because I believe there's more for us. What we're experiencing right now, this isn't it. This isn't it. There's different faces for you to sit next to. There's different people for you to greet on Sunday morning. There's different things and, and different purposes that God, the purpose of your, your life, I don't believe is complete yet until we finally make it home. I truly believe that if you're still on this giant spinning ball called earth, breathing in oxygen, I still believe that God has a purpose for your life. I'm glad you've been baptized. I'm glad you got the Holy Ghost, but we got to understand we are not there yet. We're not there yet. Stand with me if you will. Second Peter says this, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence Landmark Apostolic Church, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, if they are growing, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, for he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. If you're not, 
Think about that. You're not growing. It's like you've forgotten what God has done for you. You're not growing off of that initial experience. It's done nothing for you, but feel like it's given you the right to just stay put. I'm nervous for those that have stopped growing. I'm nervous for some that have become satisfied with just coming to church, sitting on a pew, and getting another day older. I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in running out the clock here. I'm not interested in living in last year's blessings. Last year, last year's move of God or last week's move of God. We had an incredible move of God last Sunday, but I crave more. I want God to take us to the next level. I want to go deeper, and he will, but we've got to grow. You know that scripture that, that us preachers use, and we quote it so eloquently so, so that you don't, really, you don't really understand the blow that it delivers. You remember this, you remember this scripture? Man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps and everyone's like oh I like that verse I'm gonna put that on a coffee mug man I like that verse man man plans his ways but the Lord directs his steps isn't it crazy we're focused on plans what's God's focus on steps steps Pick up your cross daily. Follow me. I asked you this morning, where are you stepping? In fact, I hope that just by this message and just before we leave here today, I hope that you can just take a step. I hope that you can just feel confident in the Holy Ghost. Feel a boldness that I could just take a step today in the Lord. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. The steps, I'm telling you, they are the surest steps that you will ever take in your life. Man plans his ways, but the Lord, I'm not telling you to stop with your plans. I believe in plans. I love plans. Show me your visionary board. Show me your whiteboard. Show me your dreams and your ambitions. Show me the plan that you have for your life. I love it. I'm for it. So funny, though, we plan our ways, man. We plan it out. Do you know what the percentage is of your five-year plan happening 100% like you plan it out? Zero. 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 Zero percent of it happening exactly the way that you think is going to happen. Why? Because we're, we're, we're not exempt from life. Life happens. Life's going to punch us in the face. It's punching all of us in the face. I'm for plans. God's focused on steps. The steps of a righteous man. A scripture that talks about his word being a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. They used to carry that, that light that was so, it was just a, it wasn't like the spotlights that we have today where we can light up the whole trail. You know what it was? It was a light just enough to see the next step. That's all that, that's the amount of light that they have. Just to see the next step. Come on, let's not stop. 
Let's not stop. Let's move. Let's continue. We're supposed to grow. We're supposed to move on. There's more that God has for you. Bow your head with me. Close your eyes in this place as they begin to sing. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day and God bless.